Hey, you got him with this one, dog. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of what the is we was Welcome, welcome, welcome back, all my doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. As always, I am your host and the creator of the pod, Mo Green, and uh, I want to give you guys a huge shout out and a huge thank you for continuing to tune in. I know these times are out of this world insane. Um it has been no different on this side. So I, you know, I just appreciate so much everybody tuning in and, and taking the time to listen. Um, you know, it's a perfect time for podcasts, right? You're stuck in a house and what else can you do? You can listen to me, you know what I mean? I, I'm, but, but for real, um, I just appreciate everybody continuing to tune in. I want to give a big shout out to my guest on last week's episode, uh, Dr. Susan Fox, the head and founder of Park Slope Parents. If you are listening to this episode and you haven't checked that one out yet, definitely Definitely do that. Um, not only is she just like a phenomenal human, but um, her her talking about you know how to deal with this coronavirus and trying to just keep breathing and keeping your sanity and trying to stay calm and kind of trying to do your best to steer away from the media and get wrapped in the paranoia and the hysteria that's going around because as you all know there's a shit ton of that out going on right now um is was phenomenal um and and she she did it in such a lighthearted manner uh that makes her the person that she is so it is a phenomenal episode phenomenal interview uh so definitely check that out if you haven't done so already if you have done so already then let's strap in and get ready for this week's episode um, but before we do all that, to connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, as always, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the Instagram at dadhardpod. And now, now you can go to the official Dad Hard website. Uh, we are up and running, wedadhard.com. You can listen to the entire uh, catalog of the podcast right there. It has links for you to be able to go to Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, uh, and then all links under the running player for the podcast where you can actually go to any of the platforms that you might use uh, to to listen to the pod. And obviously you can listen to it right there on the player that's embedded into the into the homepage. So, you know, definitely go check that out. It's going to continue to evolve. Um, you know, there's no better time like now and when we're just sitting at home for, for me to continue to evolve that. So stay on the lookout for that, but definitely check out the site. Um, And, uh, you know, this week, let's keep it rolling. It is episode 27 and week 33 of dadding. And if I thought last week was one of the most difficult and hardest weeks that I've had to deal with as a father to my almost eight month old daughter, um, it is kind of nothing compared to what this week is now, because, you know, we pulled her out of daycare and what's really concerning us is that 
without her having the social interaction that she's been having at daycare and without her being, you know, constantly stimulated and having a large area with different rooms that she's able to go in and out of and be able to go outside when the weather's nice and just play around. And there's all these different toys and and activity tables and blocks and all this different type of stuff. You know, we're very concerned that, that her her progression and her development is going to start to slow down. Like that's like our bit, my, my biggest fear right now as a, as a parent is that uh, being in the house, I am not, my wife and I are not going to be able to continuously stimulate her enough to continue her development at the pace that it was going. Um, and it's really difficult to do that, uh, you know, beyond it being just difficult to have, all three of us in the house at all times, you know, maybe we each get out for like an hour during the day or something like that. But having all three of us in the house with our daughter is just very, very, very difficult. Um, and, and a really, really, really massive obstacle to steer ourselves around, you know, um, because it's something you're not used to, you know, you, and, and she's not just like a little teeny tiny baby anymore where, you know, you can just throw her in a swing or under a mobile and like, she's fine and she's entertained like that. She needs to constantly be entertained. So, you know, we're, you know, constantly reading her books and, you know, kind of switching back and forth, uh, you know, playing with her on, on her mat, like playing with blocks and, and her activity cubes and all this different type of stuff. But, you know, there's only so much that we can do with the resources that we have and to provide to her, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just proven to be extremely difficult uh, to keep her occupied. She's now also gotten into this phase where her favorite thing to do is just scream at the top of her lungs, whether she's happy or sad or crying or laughing. It doesn't matter. She just wants to scream so loud. And she used to do that when she was much smaller. And then she started getting into this babbling phase where she was just like, you know, the, and that's how she was wanting to communicate. Now she has kind of refound her voice. And what she does is she screams at the top of her lungs so loud that it's like one decibel shy of only being uh, able to be heard like a dog whistle. So like, it probably pierces a dog's ears, but you know what? It also pierces our ears. And it, that is very, very, very difficult to maneuver around, you know, um, especially, you know, my wife's working from home, she's on calls and all of a sudden the baby's just screaming bloody murder and it doesn't even have to be because she's upset. It's just, it's, it's very, very, very difficult times. Um, but you know what? Being, being scared and being so fearful that her development is going to start to, uh, regress, um, you know, what I'm proud of is that my wife and I have definitely been doing our best to tag team this fucking shit out. You know what I mean? And and that is, that's really difficult, you know, when you're just in such close quarters, you know, we can only, like I said, only go out for an hour at a time. Um, but I'm just, I'm really concerned and just hoping that, that my daughter, uh, 
development doesn't start to go backwards. Uh, it's a real, real, real fear. All my fellow fathers out there, you know, I'm sure you guys all understand. All my fellow parents out there, I know you all understand, especially those that have kind of newborn or, or those that are on the kind of cusp of new newborn, you know, sub one year old. Um, but you know what? I'm sure it's even harder for, for you guys that, that have one, two, three year olds where they're actually running, walking, talking. They actually can express their full-blown opinions and they can tell you that they're bored. So, you know, my my heart goes out to every single parent that's here. I am right on board with you guys um, because it, it it is really, really, really a difficult situation to be in as a parent with this social distancing thing. Um especially in such with such young children at like the most important time of their development you know this is such an important time for them to to develop and evolve and learn things um and especially in social settings where they can learn from other kids their age or slightly older, et cetera. Um, and for all that to kind of be halted, it's a lot of pressure to be put on parents. So like, you know, parents out there, mothers, fathers, I, I feel you. Um, but I hate to sound cliche, but we got to be in this together, you know, and I know I shouted her out at the beginning of the show, but I definitely want to shout out, um, the folks at Park Slope Parents, because they have been doing a phenomenal job of organizing um, online live stream classes, whether it be book readings or, you know, music classes, stuff like that. Um, there is a, and I think I mentioned it last week, but there is a document that has been f- uh, flying around the internet that Park Slope Parents shared with us because we're members, but I do have access to this to this document and I'm happy to share it with anybody. It's like a schedule of music classes and puppet shows and different things like that um, that are available to the general public. It's people from all over the world. So, you know, if, you, if you're interested in, in taking a gander at that and, and you're looking for things to do to keep your child entertaining and you're listening, you know, shoot us an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Um, and I'm, I, I, we're happy to share that with you. Um, you know, anything to make this time easier. Um, but this whole coronavirus, social distancing, stay inside, lock ourselves up like we're in padded cells. thing has not been all bad because this morning my daughter did start clapping for the first time. And it is so cool. You know, I say it all the time. Every time your your son, your daughter, your child does something new for the first time, it is literally the best thing in the world. And watching her clap was just so awesome. And she did it out of nowhere, right? I'm reading her a book and uh, she has this baby faces book where like, you know, you have a word and then the baby, there's a picture of a baby that's doing the face to express the word. Right. And the word happened to be yippee. And so like I say, like, yippee, yay. And then, you know, you do the whole clap thing. You know, that's that's what we kind of do to try to combat her crying if she's like upset by us doing anything. It's like, a yay. And then we do the clap. So then she puts a smile on her face. And so I was doing that. And she just started clapping. Um, And I thought she did it with me for the first time. And then my wife let me know that she actually did it earlier that morning with her first instead. So 
then I didn't feel as good about myself because I thought that I was the one that got to see the first time. And I looked at my wife. I'm like, yo, she's clapping. And my wife was like, yeah, I already know that. I saw it this morning. Good job. Um, but anyway, it's it, it, her her clapping is just awesome. Um, you know, like I was talking about before, this concern about her development starting to regress. Um, when she does things like that uh, and she does continue to develop skills and, you know, uh, communication language, for lack of a better term, um, it, it does, it does offer a sense of positivity, um, that, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world. And maybe, you know, we're, we're doing a good job keeping her development going in a forward progression. So, you know, that was fantastic. Um, but parents out there in dealing with this coronavirus thing, you know, Staying inside is key. You know, we all have to be responsible, but we also need our sanity. And I have been getting outside with my daughter just about every single day, unless it's like disgusting and raining out. You know, I pull the the the, the stroller all the way over her entire body. So can't nobody get any sense of spittles or griddles or any type of thing on her. I'm walking as far away from people as I possibly can. I see somebody walking down the street. I'm crossing the street. It's like I'm in a, in a, in a bad neighborhood, seeing somebody suspicious coming my way. You know what I mean? I'm jumping the other way, you know, and, and she's completely covered. People don't know if I got a baby in there or it's groceries. I'm doing everything that I can to make sure that she gets the fresh air that she needs, you know, having a baby cooped up in the house is not good. Having any kid cooped up in the house, but parents, please stop letting your kids go out to the park and play basketball with other kids. That's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like, again, we, we all got to do our part. I'm just saying as a parent, I keep, I've kept saying it the last three weeks. It really is our responsibility to look out for not only our children, but everybody else's children. That's the responsibility that I believe we take on when we become parents. We choose to take that responsibility by becoming a parent. So it's up, it's on us to instill that into our children and use that in our everyday life. Like that's just the way it is and the way it should be. So just be responsible. And, you know, if anybody has anything that they, that they can share, you know, that might, that might help, you know, to keep, keep kids, uh, stimulated and, and in interacting with things, please throw my way. I can use all the help that I can get. Um, you know, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Uh, with that, we're going to jump into the musical break and then jump into the guest segment. And I'm excited for the guest that we have this week is a little bit lighthearted. Um, and uh, we're not really going to talk a lot about coronavirus. I'm not really going to try to talk about that as much on, on the podcast. You know what I mean? I had Susan Fox. She she did her little spiel about it. That's about it. I'm trying to work on some semblance of a special special episode. Uh, hopefully that'll come in the next week. Um, that will touch on it from from a dad's perspective. Um, but other than that, we're just going to keep business as usual, man. And business as usual will continue to roll with my guest this week. I have former NFL star and college friend uh, who also played at NU, uh, hence the, the musical break that's about to jump in in a second. But I have my man Corey Wooten here. His story is phenomenal. He played six years in the NFL and actually decided to retire after six years to be a father. 
when he had his first daughter. So it's a super interesting interview. Um, he's the man. He's such a fun loving dude. Um, and I'm, I'm happy and appreciate that I got the chance to talk to him. So keep it locked. We're going to jump into the musical break and then keep it rolling with my man, Corey Wooten. As always, this is Dad Hard with a podcast. Uh, I'll catch you on the other side. Go. Then blast through the pack like Tyrell Sutton Yeah, this ain't a game, saying you're raw slang Cause if the D catch it, we'll CJ bash it In the pocket throwing rockets, folks, TD passes Make the catch and we gon' get in ghosts like Casper You won't catch up until we in a hand zone dancing Huddle up, everybody hands in If you have to be the Big Ten champions Forget Ohio State, end up, do the damn thing In the crowd, we get rowdy like Piper And we are back with this week's episode of Dad Hard with the Podcast. And as always, you know, once that music break hits, it is time for the guest segment of the show. And as usual, I am honored to have my guest this week on. Uh, we went to college together back at uh, NU, Go Wildcats. Um, yep. And uh, and he actually played play football for NU, played football in the NFL, does analysis now for, uh, I believe, both the NFL and college. Uh, he'll, he'll correct me if I'm wrong. But with no further ado, the big man, the, the defensive monster, Mr. Corey Wooten. What's going on, brother? The big dog is in the house. Hold, yes. hold up real quick. Hold up real quick. Did you have the uh, the go you and you go throw your hands up? Was that was that the music that, that led to this intro? Oh, or yes, what? it is. It, okay. it is the music. That, that, it is the music that, that come on, you know, I had you okay. on. I had to. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just just trying to deal with this whole coronavirus craze and uh, trying to keep my daughter and my wife and myself healthy. You know what I mean? How are you? I'm, I'm doing good, man. It ain't as bad in the Midwest. I'm out here in St. Louis. It's not as bad as uh, New York and Jersey because my family's from Jersey. Right. Um, it's been crazy there uh, on the East Coast, yes. you know, uh, that whole tri-state area. Um, you know, a lot of people travel a lot, so... Seems like it's spreading like wildfire over there. It really is. And like in Jersey, I'm hearing is actually seems like it's crazier right now than 
uh, the New York, they're like having like government mandated curfews and like yeah. you can't leave the house unless you're going to the pharmacy. Like oh, it hasn't hit New York yet. And even if it did hit New York, I don't think people would listen because New Yorkers don't really like to listen to shit in general. But like yeah. telling us we have to stay in a house like, come on, yeah. bro. Um, but the whole thing is crazy, man. It's, it's really, really, really nuts. Um, we're currently talking in like week two of this whole outbreak. Uh, I'm just like, I don't even know where this whole thing is going to go. I'm just, I'm like baffled by the whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's been insane. The, the stock market, I know a lot of people that are near retirement or are retired or freaking out about it. You yes. know, cause the stock market has tanked. Yes. I mean, it's, you know, if you, if you got money, scoop up some stuff cause it's going down. Oh and, yeah, for and sure. I ain't talking about young jock, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro. I took all my I took all my money out like uh like a couple weeks ago. Uh, once it started to take a little bit of a dip, I was like, you know what? Let me just uh, let me just take this stuff out here and let's put that on the side. Let's put it on ice for a little bit and exactly. see how this thing That's shakes good. out. You know? You got out, man. Yeah, some man. People, some people were holding it out. Like, I'm gonna ride the storm. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, listen. It'll all come back. This whole thing will pass. Um, at some point in time and everything will come, you know, think most things will come back up, but when that will be and how quick that'll turn around and how bad the economy is actually going to get, like you just don't know. So, you know, we got to keep the kids in mind. So we got to just play it a little bit safe. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's all you can do. Exactly. Uh, so speaking about kids, you are the proud girl dad of, uh, of two daughters. Yes. Too. Yeah, man. man I'll tell you. That is a beautiful thing. How's yeah. that been for you? It's been great, man. I I, uh, I always said that you know having a child, especially a daughter, man, it really changed my life. Um, it's like you said before, you know, I played in the NFL for six years, and actually, uh, my last year, that's when I had uh, my daughter. Right. Uh, me and my wife had my daughter Naya, and. That made me want to retire. Really? Yes. I was going to yes. ask, see, you beat me to the punch. That was going to be my first question. I was going to be like, is that a reason why you decided to leave the league? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. So wow. uh, that year that year I was on IR because I tore my pec. Okay. Um, so I was home, you know, with my daughter. She was born in June. Okay. And then I went on IR in, in August on the last preseason game. So that okay. whole season I was basically at home, still getting paid, but – I was at home and, uh, you know, I'm rehabbing, recovering, and I'm spending every day with my daughter. And I'm like, you know, normally I would be up at the facility, you know, 6 a.m., wouldn't be coming home till 7. And I was like, you know what? I, I really wouldn't have that much time with her. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I really, really enjoy this. Yeah. And, you know, I just got to thinking and it just it put everything in perspective, you know, because this was when all the concussion movie was coming out. Yeah. And I'm like, I've been playing football since I was second grade. I'm like, this can't be good for a long term. And just, you know how it is, man. When you have children, it, it changes your perspective on life and it your really outlook does, on yeah. life and what's important. Absolutely. And for me, yeah, for me, that was, that was the game changer. And I said, you know what? I know the risk now. You know, I played a good amount of time. I made my money. It's time for me to move on to my next phase. Wow. That's, see, that's, that's incredible. I mean, I have, I, I didn't play in the NFL or anything like that, but you know, I, it was the same thing for me, man. Like when I had my daughter, um, you know, I only have one so far. She's almost eight months. Um, but when I had my daughter, it just, there was something in me like neurologically that just kind of switched and, <clears throat> Everything that I thought was important before this, like, wasn't as important. 
and the direction I wanted my life to go professionally also like completely did a fucking 180 swerve and now I started a podcast about it and, t- and talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it was just a wild, it's a wild, wild, wild trip. So how has that been out of the NFL? Just, just do, taking that turn uh, to be with your daughter all the time. Are you, you enjoying it? Are you, are you happy that you made that move? I love it. Uh, everyone always says, man, don't, don't you miss it? And yeah, I'm I was like, going to say. No, I, I don't. Honestly. Wow. Um, my body feels really good now. Uh, <laughs> I, can I can work out. I can do as many curls as I want to. I don't have to do heavy squats no more. Right. Um, but I, I enjoy the flexibility, right? Because okay. I'm, I'm at home probably, you know, I work during the season in Chicago broadcasting, mostly right. just on the weekend seasonal. <laughs> and we do investment properties around here. So I have a very flexible schedule, which I love because That's it allows fantastic. me to spend every day with them, majority of the day with them, you know, taking my daughter to preschool, hanging out with my other daughter while she's at preschool, taking her to the gym with me. So I have a lot of flexibility, which I love. And that's what I want to do, set myself up investment-wise, you know, where I can where I can maintain and be able to be with my family. So I, I love the balance of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, d- during the season, when you're, or during the season when you're doing the broadcasting up in Chicago, do they ever come out with you, or are you staying there for weeks and you just go in there on weekends? Yeah, so I mostly just go on the weekends. So okay. they come out probably two or three times during the season. Okay. But the great part is because I do it seasonal, it goes pretty quick. So right. August till January, and then once that's over, I'm home every day. So it's, it's only the weekend. So I go out Friday and pretty much come back Sunday. That's awesome. So it's. Yeah, so it's a quick turnaround, and, and I enjoy it because I love doing broadcasting. I love being on TV, being goofy, being myself. So. <laughs> yeah, man, that's 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 fantastic, and I'm sure your wife also appreciates you being you being home and 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 having you around and not having to worry about you ending up as a topic on the next concussion movie. Yeah, no, I, she's definitely happy about that, and I, I think she's seen the difference um, in me just as a person because I feel like. I was, I've always been happy. I've always loved my job playing football, but you never realize how much stress it brings to you because it's one of the greatest professions, right? Getting paid a lot of money, uh, doing what your childhood dream was, living that out. But, you know, the pressure that comes with it, you know, every year they're drafting somebody to take your spot, right? Oh, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. So there's always this mental thing that you have to fight. Excuse me. There's always this mental thing that you have to fight within yourself, right? Right. Believe in yourself, all that. And, there was always just that pressure that I didn't realize was there. But when I retired, I was like, wow, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest. Yeah. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Did you have did you have any problem, like, adjusting to not – you said you play, you've been playing football since your second grade, right? Mm-hmm. Did you ever yeah. – did you have a problem adjusting or any issue making that adjustment out of that life? Because that's kind of yeah. all you know. I know oh, you yeah. had your daughter to kind of ease the transition, but, like – did, was that did, did that was that hard for you in the beginning at all whatsoever? Yeah, the did it affect season, your... The first season, okay. I, I think, was definitely the the point I missed it the most. Okay. But once I got through that, it was it was easy. I I felt very comfortable with my decision. But the first when you you know you can still play, I think that's the hardest part. Sure. Like, oh, I could be out there. I could do that. Sure. Um, and then you know you think about you know in the back of your head like oh, you know I could have been making this much money this year. And I'm like, then I got to a point where like doesn't really matter honestly i mean I, I made a good amount of money i got out you know i've been smart with my money and i'm all about quality of life you know sure. i, I want to travel i want to um be at home with my family so that was important to me 
And yeah, after that, after that first season, I was completely content with it. And wow. people ask me this day, you, you miss it? You miss it? Nah, I honestly don't. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, the, not only the stress it puts on your body, I can't even, I could not even imagine how you could maintain and how these guys in the league maintain being a father and a present father in their children's life while they're not only getting their body banged up, but also traveling all over the country every single week. Basically, you're in a different place playing and putting your body through all of that. Like, I can't even imagine how that was. When, when, when you were in the league, did you... Did you get any relationships with guys that that did have kids, and did you see other guys go through that? Yeah, you know, it was definitely tough during the season. I mean, the great part about the NFL now is like they have a great off season. So basically, sure. you know, you have from January if you don't make the playoffs until pretty much I would say August, uh, yeah. July, because you know you have off season workouts and stuff. But that's that's easy. That's like two hours a day, you sure. know, if, if that. So you don't you don't have the same schedule during the season. But you see, you see during training camp, I think that was probably the hardest part, especially when I, my, my daughter was born in, in June and then I had to go to training camp, uh, the beginning of August. So I had to be away from them for about a month and that was tough. You know, new yeah. father, you want to see. And I, I was, I, you know, I missed them. You know, I, I flew them out one time, but it, it's just not the same, you know, especially no, when you have a newborn and, and not being able to be there every day. You know, FaceTiming is great, you know, the technology behind that, but it's always good to be there in person rather than through the phone oh absolutely i'm like a i'm like the biggest proponent of you know taking time like all dads like whether they get paternity leave or not like you need to take time to be at home with your wife and kid for, especially for that first kid in the first couple of weeks first couple of months like i feel like that's so important how did you i know you did the facetime and you say that but how did you manage like did did you feel did you feel like this like hurt that you couldn't be there because like I can imagine that anytime that I had to go do something and I couldn't be around my daughter was first born I like it actually physically pained me to not be there did you go through anything like that or were you just straight in I'm in training camp mode this is job I gotta just do that so I was, I was like I was like this right when when I was when I was doing you know in the field workouts all that was focused. But as soon as that was over, you know, I'm locked in. I'm, I'm in dad mode. I would FaceTime him for hours at a time when I had a really? chance. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, that, that's how that's how you have to be. You know, yeah. you got to be able to flip that switch, especially since you're you're a dad now and you want to talk to your your kid. And it's just you know, it's just a different element. And and that's that's essentially why I don't want to play anymore because I'm like, there's, there's so much time I'm committing to something else, and I'm like, it's great and I love it. But I got to a point where I just it just wasn't worth it to me anymore. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I hit that point. Did you did it did it put in those first like couple months, did you find it like put stress on on your relationship at all? Like in the fact that you weren't there, did you were you guys able to get uh, was your wife able to get like help for to in lieu of you not being there, night nurses or family or whatever it yeah. was to kind of help her with that transition as well? Yeah, so the great part is uh, her mom is uh, retired and, and oh, lives out awesome. in the St. Louis area, so she was able to, she was over the house every day. That's awesome. So, you know, she'd spend the night, help her out if, you know, our, our daughter was sleeping, so it was like the perfect situation, yeah. uh, and she still helped us even when I was back home during okay. during the season when I was on IR, so 
she was there pretty much every day and she still she's at our house almost every day now just you know saying stuff to the kids us and it's, it's pretty cool to be around uh you know one of our families because i'm from jersey right. and uh you know my parents are over there but it's great to have family around here as well yeah man for sure my my in-laws live directly across the street from me and mine so oh, wow. and, yeah <laughs> Yeah, man, it, it's great. There's nothing. There's nothing like having that type of support when you first have your your first child. You know what I mean? You're trying to navigate the whole thing and and everything. When you got back, when you got back from training camp and you were home, you know, it's lucky that you that you ended up on an IR. I mean, I guess for lack of a better term, but you know, um, how did you train? How did you find that transition into fatherhood? Did it come natural to you? Did you was it was it difficult for you at first? Were you were you scared, nervous, anxious, etc.? No, I was excited, man. I, okay. I, I've always wanted well, to be a father. Awesome. Uh, you know, from the time I was a kid, I knew I'd have kids of my own. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, w- I was excited more so than anything, man. I was just I was excited to be around them every day, and and honestly, I feel like if I didn't get hurt, yeah, it probably wouldn't have made me realize how much of a blessing it really was in disguise. Wow. Because I'm like, I probably would have still kept playing and played and played. And I'm like, you know, the, the, the crazy part is, you know, football, you're one injury away from something affecting you for the rest of your life. It's not like basketball, it's not like baseball, you know, where the likelihood of injury is, is pretty slim, you know, for mm-hmm. the contact and everything like that. So I'm, I'm glad. I think it was a blessing in disguise that I got hurt because I just, I got to be around her every day and it made me realize that, you know, I, I didn't like football as much as I thought I did at the time, and it, or I knew rather that it was my time was up. Wow. You know, especially that off season because came time to working out and and training and get ready for, for specifically football, not just to to look good or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I just knew, I just knew, I just knew I didn't have it no more. I, yeah. I just knew I didn't want to lift heavy like that. I didn't want to do that. I was like, my time is up. You know, in football, you have to be all in. You can't yeah, be no, for sure. Well, yeah. because if you're not all in, then that one injury away can come much quicker than, you know, it would when you're not locked in. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. you need to be focused on all that stuff. That's wild, man. Um, so let's, let's talk about straight fatherhood right now. Now you're, now you're two kids in, right? Um, yep. the oldest one is how old? Four. Wow. And the youngest one? She's, uh, 19 months. Wow. That's, Awesome. How how's having a second kid? Is the second kid better than the first? Does it make it more difficult? Does it make it more fun? So I, I think it's easier once you have another kid because okay. they, they get to play with each other, especially yes. at this age. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when our youngest are started running around, made it so much easier. You know, we go to the mall, we go to the playground, they can play together. And I would just say, uh, my youngest is a lot easier than my oldest. I love her to death, but <laughs> she was a pretty difficult baby. You know, she's yeah. the type that you had to, um, rock, okay. sleep. She'd okay. be dead asleep. You put her down very slowly. And then I had the army crawl out the, out the room. So I don't hit any creeks. And I kind of knew where all the creeks were. So I go around there, man. It was just crazy. It was like landmines everywhere. You know, you hit that, and then you got a rocker to sleep and then play through down and then creep out the room. Like, yeah, it was a process, man. Yo, man and, you're, and you're a big dude. You're a big yeah. dude. That, that, to putting it down slow, that's a long way for you to go, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I had to make, I had to make sure I bend, bend the knees a little bit, you know? I put too much pressure on the back, um, but yeah, our, our youngest is it was opposite. Like, put her put her down when she's awake, just go to sleep. Yeah, you know, doesn't get out of her bed. 
but I, our oldest, like, when she hit to the point where she was, like, a little over a year, she's climbing out of her crib. We were actually painting in our house, right? Oh, sweet. We thought she was dead asleep, right? And we're painting, and, some, and she goes, Dad, Dad, Mom? And I was like, oh, I almost dropped the paint bucket. Scared the crap out of me. Oh. And she was right behind me, and we're like, oh, shoot. So we put her in bed in the crib 36 times that night. <laughs> no. And yep. she just kept climbing out? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's crazy. So then we had to get her a big girl bed, you know, one yeah. on the ground, uh, little Minnie Mouse, little, you know, race car looking thing. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, that was the whole process. So my, yeah, my youngest just started climbing out of the, the crib now. So we got to kind of watch her because she tries to go ahead Oh, first. my I'm God. Like, you know, kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. That's like, that's my, I'm like starting to get petrified by that. Like, we're starting to wake up my daughter and like trying to get her to stand up and try to walk. She's crawling around now. She's starting to like try to talk. You know, she's starting to have opinions and shit. So like, we're trying to get her to stand up on the, on the crib and hold the crib. And every time I'm like, are you sure we want to do this right now? Because yeah, all of a sudden, you do it right. Yeah, man. That's a, that's a scary thing, man. Um, did you did you get like scared by anything that 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 uh that came along with fatherhood, especially like especially with the first one or even the second one? Besides, like your daughter just constantly climbing out of the crib, I guess. Um, was there anything that like made you nervous or specifically or like scared or stuff like that? Because I know a lot of guys like it's a scary process for them. You know what I mean? Or was everything yeah. just like I'm I'm good? I, I would say that the. The scariest thing was probably Sid's risk, you know? Like, okay, for sure. Never you hear about that. That that was probably the scariest to us because you just hear about, you know, healthy kids and then all of a sudden something like that happens. Yeah. So, you know, once you hit a certain age, I think it's like seven or eight months, the risk goes down significantly. So yeah. once we got to the, the clear age, we were kind of good. But that, that's always something, you know, you yeah. check on them in the middle of the night just to make sure. And I still do, yeah. you know, before we go to bed, everything. But, yeah, that's just something that's always scary. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's uh, that whole thing. Early fatherhood is just so wild, man. It, it really, really, really is. You never know. I have my wife has a thing. We we look on the monitor when when my daughter's asleep, and she, every five ten minutes, my wife will tap me, say, "Babe," and I'll be like, "What's up?" She's like, is she breathing? And I have to go look at the monitor, zoom all the way in, like make yeah, sure her back is moving up and down. The breath going up. Yeah. And down. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, and I, I have the responsibility of sleeping next to the monitor, you know, because oh, yeah. my wife came, if my wife did it, she wouldn't be able to sleep, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, so now it's I just don't it. sleep, but yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's wild. So, um, you're down in, you're down in St. Louis, your parents are out in, in Jersey, how are you managing that relationship with them? Are they just, you're just doing a lot of FaceTime, do they fly out, do you fly up? Yeah, so a little bit, a little bit of both, so... They fly out about four times a year. Okay. Um, so they come to both their birthdays uh, in June and July, and then they'll come out usually once during the football season uh, and then once uh, right in the winter, okay. so about four times. And then we come to New Jersey probably one time in the winter and one time in the summer. Okay, cool. And, and they FaceTime pretty much every day. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and when you're when you bring them up to to the games, your daughters like love going to games. Are you taking them to games and you're doing a broadcasting and stuff like that? Do they love that shit? So I, we took them to Northwestern's game, but okay. I do everything in the studio. Okay. Uh, for for Fox. So okay. Yeah, we we're not at the game. So, uh, but they they love the football game. I took them to the uh, homecoming game this past year. Oh wow. Uh, 
Yeah, so they, they loved it there. Um, you know, and then we got honored on the field for one of our teams and, and my oldest came with me and she loved it. She thought That's everybody awesome. she was on the Jumbotron and That's awesome. all that good stuff. That's awesome. Which did, did which did she just think that my daddy's the coolest? Like is she at oh, that yeah. point where she thinks you're just like awesome because you're on the field and you yeah. were like, Oh my god. That's yeah, cool. she, she's, she's the best. So when I pick her up for um, preschool, like all of her uh, classmates or whatever, you know, when I pick her up, she's like, my dad's the strongest. He's stronger than everyone's dad. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, no, my dad's strong. You know, and I was like, no, but really, my dad is strong. <laughs> well, you know what? She, most cases, she's probably right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you're, you know, you're, you're a big dude, bro. You know what I mean? I, 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 I would pity the girl that put to try to put her dad up against you you know what yeah, I'm saying? exactly um, but i bet you i bet do you girls just love like climbing all over you because you're so oh, tall yeah. and stuff like yeah. that they just like jump oh, yeah. and treat you like a tree so so my oldest man she uh so so she has a bunch of cousins like boy cousins that are like okay. 10 11 12 14 so she's been around them you know since she's been born so She's super rough. Like she, she wrestles or everything. That's, that's her favorite thing. She's like, can we wrestle? Can we wrestle? <laughs> All she wants to do top turnbuckle just on my back. I'm like, oh. One time I, I got up and I'm like, oh, yeah. She's she playing no games, man. She, yeah, you thought she you were gonna get hurt WWE playing football. Man, you thought you were gonna get hurt playing football. You didn't know that having this girl is going. Yeah, dad, dadding is a lot tougher than playing football, man. I'll yeah, tell you. man. Yeah, the man. Of times really I got rocked in the nuts by accident. Oh, oh man, I'm always just like, oh, <laughs> off the couch, right into the like, oh. <laughs> like we're thinking about having one more kid, but I don't know if that's gonna be possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's man. That's that's awesome. Um, how do you like having girls? Did you always? Did you have a preference before you uh, had your first daughter? Did you always like? I, I, me personally, I like always saw myself having a boy at least first, right? Did, were you the yeah. same? Did you did you care? Did you have a preference specifically? Or no, I, I I didn't really care. Um, probably when I was a kid, when I was like you know younger. Maybe in college or right after college, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like a boy. But, you know, when it comes down to it, all I wanted was just a healthy baby. Sure. And, uh, yeah, just, I mean, having having girls, I'm, I'm glad it went the way it did mm-hmm. because girls are sweet. Yep. They love you. They're so, so kind and all that. So I love having daughters and girls. And, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad. That's awesome. Yeah, I always say that having a girl, there's something like angelic about yep. them like the, just the way they look at you they're like big like pretty eyes and long eyelashes it's just like an angel is looking up at you every time until they turn into a nightmare and start jumping off the top turnbuckle and elbow you yep. in the back you know what I mean yeah. thinking they're Macho oh, Man yeah. Randy Savage and shit you know <laughs> um, yeah man well listen I know you're on a time crunch so what I want to do is I want to get to I have two questions that I ask everybody that comes on um, so I want to make sure we get to those. Uh, it's my two, it's my, like my favorite part of, 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 of bringing people on. Um, so I'm going to throw them your way. Uh, the first one is to, to ask like, what is your, what's been your favorite experience or your favorite thing about being a dad? Man, I, I would probably say, you know, honestly, um, you know, when, when your child tells you they love you, 
Ooh. And and just hearing that every day because we're Ooh. you know we're we're a big like emotional family like we we tell each other we love each other hugs kisses all the time yeah and I, 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 I that's the way I grew up and and I wanted our kids to be the same way yeah. and just just show show love be kind and and always be a good person you know yeah. so and you know I'm I'm so glad with with how they've turned out you know so far and then my my oldest real quick she uh, so on Christmas right you know kids love presents and gifts and of all course. that. So before she opened any of her gifts, she gave everybody else her gift and wanted them to open it before she opened any of her gifts. Oh my God, that's beautiful. That, that, just, that just made, that, that brought a tear to my eye. You know? Yeah, I brought a tear to my eye right now. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so amazing. That, that just made me so happy. I, that's beautiful. She's going to be a fantastic person already. Yeah, yeah. That's no, good dadding right there. Yeah. yeah, that's good, Daddy. Um, so that's beautiful. That's just the, that's the first time I've heard that one. I've heard getting big hugs. I've heard running them when I come home from work. I've heard it, be, but hearing them say "I love you" that is a, that's the that's the first time I've heard it, and that is a beautiful thing. Um, that's awesome. Uh, the second question that I ask is, um, what is the biggest piece of advice that you can give or you would give to a dad? That is behind you in the process now. You know what I mean? You have a daughter that's four, daughter 19 months. You know, you have two. Um, so like, you know, someone like me, someone further back than I am, what's the best piece of advice that you either got or you would give to uh, another dad? So, you know, I always tell my, my oldest, because obviously she's four and she understands more than my 19 month old, but. Always be yourself. You know, that's why I tell her. She's she's goofy and she's silly. She's she's kinda like a mini version of me. Okay. Um very silly. So I just always tell her to be herself, you know, be kind and, and always stick up for yourself. So th- those three things I always tell her. Um, you know, because I feel like, you know, if you do those things, if you're yourself, you're kind and you stick up for yourself, you know, I feel like I feel like she will be okay with everything because, you know, sometimes she's so nice that like other people will be mean to her sometimes or take something from her and she kind of just doesn't want to co- confront people. But I always tell her, like, you got to stick up for yourself, you know, with, within reason. You don't want to go start fights with people, but you have to stick up for yourself and, and let sure. people know. For sure. Is she at that age now where she's like getting into, getting into stuff? Like I, I know you said she's in preschool or whatever. Is that people like trying to stay, are you dealing with bullies already? So, so not, not as so much bullies, but I feel like the, you know, kids are different. You know, certain, certain kids don't know how to play well and different stuff sure. like that. And those are some of the skills that they're trying to teach, uh, preschool. So she's, she's had, you know, an issue with one girl. Um, but they're friends now. And, and I think her, her mom and the teacher helped correct everything. So that's what it's about. You know, at this age, you know, they're still developing and, and forming, you know, their, their conscience and moral, you know, compass. So I, I feel like it's at an age where, you know, still okay if, if certain kids are a certain way, but uh, you know, I think everything everything's a learning experience, and kids develop and grow at, at different rates. For sure, no, for sure, for sure. That's um, that's fantastic. That's good. That's that's great that you're instilling that you're instilling that stuff into her at such a young age. She's gonna be. She sounds like she's gonna be fantastic. Um, you know what I mean? And she's got she's got a good role model uh, to 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 follow up. Is she gonna be big like you? Is she is she tall already? So my, so, yeah. So my wife is uh, six three. So she, oh, she played at DePaul. Okay. Basketball, so. Okay. Yeah, so we got a lot of height in the family. So yeah, my my daughter is four. Everyone always thinks she's like almost seven. So. Oh <laughs> damn, she's pretty tall. See, soon enough, she's not gonna have to be telling people that her daddy is the strongest. She's just gonna be yeah. the strongest and be able to start oh, yeah. whooping somebody's yeah. ass. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah All right. 
Well, man, Corey, I appreciate you coming on uh, and doing this. I know you got to run, um, but I appreciate you taking the time, man, and and and, and getting together to chat. Um, I really appreciate it, man. Uh, uh, I'm I'm happy that you found this new stage in in life and and kind of took it and ran with it and get to spend so much time with your girls. It's a phenomenal thing. Thank you, bro. Great, great okay. talking to you and Absolutely. enjoying it. And definitely, definitely gotta gotta get gotta get on again with you guys and yeah, uh, get on this podcast, man. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, you know, maybe I, I know you said you may be thinking about a third, so maybe when you when you got that coming down the pipe, we'll get you on again and we'll do the whole thing. It'll be fantastic. Definitely, bro. <laughs> awesome, bro. You, I'll talk to you later. Right. Peace. And that is all for this week's episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. A big shout out to my big man guest, Mr. Corey Wooten, talking to us about his experience with fatherhood and, and how he's adapting to post-NFL life. And I think it's a beautiful story that he decided to retire from football because of his daughter. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, that's why I wanted to get him on the show. So thank you again, Corey. Uh, we'll talk again soon. To connect on a fatherhood brotherhood, hit us with an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod and hit the Facebook, facebook.com slash dadhardpod. Until next week, same dad hard time, same dad hard place, dad hard or go home. We're out. Hey. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Gotta remember the good times, remember man. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your wave. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? Wish you could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. Sprinklers. Hydrants going off in the street in the summertime. That home cooking. Can't be that, man. You remember.